especially when I was younger, I was labeled as the diabetic girl. And that goes along with those harmful stereotypes, right? We don't want to be labeled as one thing. We don't want to be put in a box. I had so many other things going for me. I was involved in the Miss Iowa program. I was doing music. I was trying to do all of these things to break out of that mold. And I was still only thought of as the weird girl who has to go to the nurse early before lunch or has to take you know, shots every day. Are you ready? <laughs> you got this, girl. Love Girls, the podcast is all about storytelling and empowerment. Our mission is to share a space for women and girls to talk about the stuff that matters to them most. Love speaks to the support we give each other as we search for our own path to success. L, we can lead the way. O, overcome barriers. V, value each other. E, and empower each other. That's love. Because every girl has a story. And our stories matter. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Love Girls, the podcast. I'm Bree. And I'm Delasia. And I'm Mariah. Brie and Delasia, it's back to school season. Are you both back to school or have you found some new cute clothes? So I actually started on Thursday, the 18th. So yeah, I'm in school right now and I go to Assumption High School, so we have to wear uniforms there. So I actually wasn't able to go school shopping. Wait, what does the uniform look like? It's just like a skirt and um, like a red, black, or white polo shirt. And yeah, so the boys just have to wear like khakis and then the same type of shirt. But yeah, I haven't been able to go school shopping and I'm kind of sad, but I'm also glad that I have to wear a uniform because then I don't have to worry about what to wear every day. But I did go shoe shopping so I can be on my best <laughs> shoe game for school. Just no clothes. Um, I'm super excited for the outfits I have planned for the week because um, since Plato's Closet gave us a gift card during the summer camp, I've been there to shop and I have a bunch of cute outfits planned. Yeah, talking about Plato's Closet, we are so thankful for our partners, Plato's Closet Davenport. On August 13th, Plato's Closet hosted a fundraising event for Love Girls Magazine. Because of this event, Plato's Closet donated, drumroll please, $1,042 to Love Girls Magazine. Yay! <laughs> Thank you we, so much. Yes, we are so thankful for the support of Allison and the whole Plato's Closet staff. They provide a unique and convenient way to buy and sell gently used teen and young adult name brand clothing and accessories. They strive to focus on quality, style, and value. Today we have a special guest and her name is Alyssa Gothi. An advocate, mentor, and educator, Alyssa, 22 years old, is a Bettendorf native. She's dedicated to helping others through adversities and following their passion. Alyssa was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at 11. She has spent the last 11 years tirelessly fighting for T1D funding, research, education, and representation. Having competed in Miss America organization for 12 years, she represented diabetics at Miss Iowa 2022 as Miss Greater Des Moines and placed first runner-up to the state title. She looks forward to competing once again for the dream job next June and continuing to push for T1D. Please welcome Miss Alyssa. Yay! Thank you for having me. So in the Love Girls podcast, we have like a tradition where we do an icebreaker 
So the first one is, which cartoon character resembles you the most? For me, it's Rapunzel from Tangled. At least that's what I hope I look like. <laughs> I don't have green eyes, but I have blonde hair and I've always wanted hair as long and as strong as hers. So probably Rapunzel. For me, if I could think of a cartoon character, it'd probably be Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I have always thought my dad looked like Homer Simpson. And so I just really thought it was hilarious growing up when my dad would say, don't and he just had the belly and the hair like him and so i always resembled with like a funny not so conventional character that everyone just loves um but if i could be like a really pretty one it would definitely be moana oh like my, oh she's yeah. so cool and i love the story that she just didn't need a man that she just wanted to do right. her mission and just went for it and achieved it while looking amazing yes the second icebreak we have for me and Bree is what impact do you hope you leave on others? For me, I would want it to be that I hope girls are able to talk about things that they don't want to talk about so much. And I've been able to talk about my dad and his passing and it wasn't the best thing to talk about, but I wanted to talk about it so girls everywhere could relate and feel better about having that situation happen. I just hope that I bring some sort of comfort to them or make them feel like they can open up to me because I think I'm the type of person that just likes to listen to others and let them express themselves freely. So hopefully people um, will feel comfortable around me. Alyssa, can you explain exactly what diabetes is and how it affects the body? Of course. So diabetes in general is an autoimmune disease in which the pancreas can no longer produce insulin. So insulin is something that helps regulate our blood sugars. So everything that you eat, you need insulin for. But since my body as a diabetic does not produce insulin, I have to take it externally, whether that's giving myself shots or some people have insulin pumps. That's how they get their insulin and it's something we all need in order to survive. If it's not treated, that's where you can see some of those serious side effects and outcomes. Often it can be fatal if you do not take care of it. So having insulin in your body is extremely important and making sure that you are always monitoring your blood sugars is very important. Otherwise you will see uh, those fatal consequences. So what are like the symptoms of type 1 diabetes? Great question. Some of the ones that I experienced when I was diagnosed were the very common ones like frequent thirst. I was always thirsty. The way I explain it to children um, who are much younger than all of us here is when you run the mile in gym class or maybe it's the pacer test and you just chug water after, it's like that without running. <laughs> so I was constantly drinking juice and water and all sorts of stuff to try to not be thirsty anymore. I was also always hungry, which is a sign of puberty which kind of sucks when you're 11 years old and you're starting to go through that. But I was always snacking on things, always hungry, even if I just had a meal. Um, another one is frequently going to the bathroom. So again, another sign of puberty. A lot of it is masked by the typical symptoms of growing up. But some of the weird ones that I also like to share, 
fruity breath odor. Fruity? Yeah. What? I feel like it's... that's good though. <laughs> so like your breath just smells like fruits all the time? Not all the time, but if your blood sugar is, you know, really out of whack, your your breath will smell either really gross or fruity. Huh. I, don't ask me why I'm not a scientist, but that's one of the symptoms listed. Well, <laughs> I feel like that would be, like, cool, though. Like, so you wouldn't have to worry. I mean, obviously, you'd have to brush your teeth. Like, you wouldn't have to worry about if your breath smelled or not. Like, going to talk to people. But... I will say for everyone listening, please brush your teeth <laughs> yes. twice a day. Um, you only got one set of teeth, so please make sure you're taking care of them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what is like the treatment or for, like, is it is diabetes able to be cured at all? Currently, is there, like, special, there like special treatments or whatever. Currently, there is no cure for diabetes. We're getting really, really close, which is exciting, but we're not there yet. The way that we treat it is by always taking our insulin. So kind of as I mentioned earlier, you can do that with an insulin pump or some people have um, a continuous glucose monitor. I wear one on my arm. You probably saw it when I was walking in. And what that does is it regularly sends my blood sugar readings to my phone. And so I can see on a graph how my blood sugars are doing. So I know how much insulin to take, which is really, really important. I personally take insulin injections. So if you don't like getting shots at the doctor, you have to get used to it real quick because <laughs> I take at least four shots every single day, oh, wow. which can be really hard. Luckily, the needle is teeny tiny, but that's in general what I do day to day. And although I'm so used to it and I might be downplaying it a bit, it is a 24-7 disease that I always have to be on top of. So the mental aspect can be really draining as well. You have to really make sure your mental health is okay to deal with this disease. When you were talking about the insulin, is there like a way that you could do too much? Like if you were to do too much, what would happen? That's a great question. It's definitely a fine balance. You don't want to take too little or too much because your blood sugar can go high and it can go really low. The scary thing about low blood sugars, if you take too much insulin and have a low blood sugar, if it gets too low, that's when you can unfortunately pass away. So you have to be really careful that you're taking the correct amount for the food that you eat. So it can be really scary when you take your insulin, not just because you're dealing with needles, but because you're dealing with a medication that can either help you a lot or harm you a lot. And that can be really scary. Also for the insulin, do you have to take it at like, certain times of the day? When I was first diagnosed, I only had to take it at meal times because I only ate certain foods just because I was getting used to the routine. But once I got older and started to live with diabetes for more and more years, I was able to eat whatever I want as long as I took the right amount of insulin for it. So what that means is if I wanted to eat a snack, I could eat a snack. I just had to make sure I took my insulin. So I at least take it at every meal time. So that's three times a day if I'm eating all three of my meals. And I also take one shot of insulin that lasts me the entire day as well in the morning. So those are where my four shots come in. But if I have ice cream at the end of the day, if I have an extra snack or maybe my blood sugar went too high because I didn't take enough, that's when I would take even more shots. I gotcha. So I would ask you, is there a difference between type 1 and 2 diabetes? Yes, there is. 
Both are very serious diseases, and I want to start by saying I don't think one is worse than the other. My experience comes from type 1, but I've met so many incredible advocates for diabetes that are also type 2 diabetic. But our main differences are that type 1 can't be cured, type 2 sometimes can. And type 2 can be genetic just like type 1 can be, except with type 2, you're still making insulin, unlike me but your body just doesn't know what to do with it. So that's why it can sometimes be reversed because there's still insulin in your body. And sometimes with type two, we see that from an unhealthy lifestyle or maybe someone being overweight, but it doesn't happen all the time. So how can we prevent type 2 diabetes early in our lives? Really maintaining that lifestyle of exercising, eating healthily, anything you can do to just live the lifestyle that everyone should strive to live for. But again, it doesn't only happen to people who might be overweight or might be living unhealthy lifestyles. So if it runs in your family, I would get tested. I think that's really important. Talk to your doctor. Um, and just really try to be conscious of those symptoms that we talked about earlier because they're very similar in type 2. We've talked about some of the myths with type 2 diabetes um, with you, but what are your thoughts on how this affects the body positivity trends that are promoting being comfortable in your own skin while also advocating for being healthy to prevent type 2? It can be a fine balance with that as well. Unfortunately, with the negative stigma surrounding all types of diabetes and those harmful stereotypes that there are, it negatively impacts the body positivity movement because we're striving to be positive in all of the spaces that we're taking up and all of the bodies that we're living in. But as a diabetic, sometimes people see my continuous glucose monitor and think negatively of me. They think, oh, you must have had too much sugar as a kid. Oh, you must need to be losing weight or you don't look like a diabetic. I've even gotten that just because I'm not unhealthy in any sense other than my diabetes. So it definitely negatively impacts the body positivity movement. But I also think the body positivity movement can do great things for people with diabetes by allowing them into that space and allowing them to share their unique perspective on what it means to be body positive. And to keep on going with body positivity and like mental health, um, how did being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at such a young age, and especially just getting into middle school and high school, like how did that affect your mental health and your life overall? It was really hard. I will not lie, it was difficult. I had good days and bad days. I was bullied for my diabetes. I had no one else in my graduating class from sixth grade when I was diagnosed until I graduated high school. And I even had teachers who were not following the plans and processes I had in place that they needed to, which is partially why I became a teacher and why I'm so excited to be with middle school students as a music teacher at a middle school. But I'm also very fortunate to have had my father who's a diabetic and he's been diabetic since he was 13. So although it was hard, I recognize how privileged I am to be in the family and upbringing that I had, but it still is affecting me to this day. And that's why Ultimately, I'm trying to help so many other people who have it and are newly diagnosed because I knew right when I was diagnosed, I didn't want anyone to feel the way that I felt in that moment. Yeah.
And as an educator, I just want to say, knowing you, those kids are going to be in the best hands. I'm so excited for you. Little shout out, Alyssa's first year of teaching. Do you want to shout out your new job? Yes, of course. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I start on Wednesday, the 24th with my students. I'll be a middle school choir teacher in Des Moines. And I actually, looking at my roster, I have three students with diabetes. <gasps> oh, that's and so sweet. <laughs> so it honestly, I literally was in my classroom during some teacher work time, tearing up because Aww. that's when I was diagnosed was in middle school. And it was such a hard time for me because middle school is hard for everyone, right? But yeah. when you're diagnosed with something so new, it can be even more challenging. And I was bullied for it. I didn't have people understand or even try to understand me. So the fact that I get to be someone understanding them just completely means the world to me and makes me realize that I'm in the right field doing the right thing. You're gonna be absolutely amazing. And I'm so excited for you. And if you need anything, um, come to your fellow junior high educator, because <laughs> trust me, we all have those days. But I'm so excited for you. Thank you. And um, you know when you first introduce your condition to new people, have they ever like treated you like that's all there was to you? Absolutely. Especially when I was younger, I was labeled as the diabetic girl. And that goes along with those harmful stereotypes, right? We don't want to be labeled as one thing. We don't want to be put in a box. I had so many other things going for me. I was involved in the Miss Iowa program. I was doing music. I was trying to do all of these things to break out of that mold. And I was still only thought of as the weird girl who has to go to the nurse early before lunch or has to take you know, shots every day. So it was really frustrating when I was younger, but I think we're starting to make a turning point in society right now where there's a lot more representation for diabetes. I'm excited to have been a part of that, being the only diabetic on the Miss Iowa stage this year. That was really exciting. And there's a, recently a movie that came out on Netflix. I'd encourage you to watch it. It's called Purple Hearts. And the lead oh, has seen it. Yeah. the lead has type 1 diabetes. And I did a movie review on my YouTube channel. Go check it out. Not your type. And <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. But I talked about how realistic a lot of those scenes were. She really did her research. And I thought she accurately represented type 1 diabetes. So I'm thinking that that is starting to change. And I'm grateful for it. And I'm just hopeful that the work I'm doing is starting to change that too. So talking about your podcast again, um, can you tell us what motivated you to start it and what you kind of talk about on there? Of course. I have loved podcasts for years and I never thought I could do it because I didn't have the fanciest equipment. I just had my own personal laptop. I didn't think I had anything important worth sharing until I started really diving into my work that I was doing in my community with the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation and all the other organizations that I work with. And I realized that what I have to say does matter because all diabetics have a unique upbringing. They have a unique story and unique perspective to share with the world to really make sure that they are bringing light to this issue. So I started it just with my iPhone recording me and a Zoom camera. And I've started interviewing people across the country who are diabetic or have experiences related to type one diabetes and diabetes of all types. And it's been really cool. I actually recently interviewed someone who is now currently Miss South Carolina and she represents type one diabetes. And I'm really excited to see her on the Miss America stage. So I'm excited to keep finding more notable people who are passionate about the same causes that I am. That's amazing. 
Does having this condition ever affect the careers that you are able to have? More so in the past than it used or than it does now, but there are still some fields where you can't if you are a diabetic, like the Air Force or certain branches of the military. With the ADA, technically diabetics can hold any position and should not be discriminated against for their diabetes. But for me in education, as long as I'm monitoring my blood sugars correctly and taking my insulin when I need to, I can do my job just fine. And I plan on doing that as a first year teacher. So for people to like know more about type one diabetes, what do you think they need to realize about it? That it doesn't hold us back from doing anything that we set out to do. Kind of as we talked about earlier, I was put in this box of being the diabetic girl, but I was never seen as the girl who was a good singer, the girl who was a good teacher, the girl who wanted to go do all of these things. And so having that label made me think that's all I had to me and that it defined me. But what I didn't realize is I can use that to motivate me to do all of these incredible things and that it's not gonna slow me down or stop me. So it's been really cool to see what I've done in the past 11 years, knowing that 11 year old me would be so proud. And it always makes me emotional to think about it, you know, comparing 22 year old me to 11 year old me. But ultimately they should know that we are just like anyone else. We can do anything we set our mind to, if not more. Thank you so much. Is there a message or any message of hope you want to share with those who might be diagnosed or newly diagnosed with diabetes? First of all, don't let it define you. And also get involved right away with your T1D community. The best thing I did was getting involved the second day that I was diagnosed. I got involved right away, right out of the hospital. And they have been my family. They have done so much for me and helped me achieve so many of the things that I wanted to, and I wouldn't have done it without them. So really get involved, reach out to people, and try to do your best to help this issue because it'll give you a new sense of purpose that you might feel like you have lost. Where can we find you on social media if we would like to follow your T1D journey? Of course. On Instagram, you can follow at Alyssa Gothi or at Miss Greater Des Moines 2022. That's also on Facebook. You can find me there. YouTube and my podcast is Not Your Type. And on TikTok, Miss Greater Des Moines. I think that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love a updated technology friendly queen. Um, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with, Alyssa? Just thank you so much for having me and letting me share my diabetes story. I appreciate it. Thank you so yes. much for being here. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for joining us at Love Girls, the podcast. Follow Love Girls Magazine on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and now TikTok. We are at Love Girls Magazine on TikTok. Support our mission because every girl has a story. <laughs>